Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast or Summit. <laughs> I'm Vicki Nettling coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. And I am going to have a guest that I actually had on my podcast, loved him so much, had to get him on the summit. This is Ben Albert. And let me tell you about Ben and why I had to have him on the podcast or the summit. <laughs> so when COVID hit, he was furloughed from work and he found himself down and out starting at an energy handle or empty handle of whiskey. Oh God. And he was unemployed, depressed and felt unworthy. Instantaneously, he opened MacBook and started reaching out to strangers on LinkedIn. This spearheaded his entrepreneurial journey and the rest is history. Now, Ben hosts a network of five, five podcasts called Real Business Connections, ranked top 2% globally, and has a massively successful marketing firm, Balbert Marketing, and has replaced his established sales income in just over a year. Ben found his way. Please welcome, he says an underdog, but no, he is a successful entrepreneur. I'm so excited to have you on the summit. Ben Albert, welcome Vicky, Ben. I'm so excited to be here, such Hi. an honor. And um, it's been an amazing day. So I'm, I'm humbled to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I, I am absolutely excited excited to have you because we had such a great interview when I had you on the podcast. And I want you to share with the others. They may not have seen the podcast. So share your why. We talked just briefly about it. But you know, that journey that you went on to go from where you were depressed to where opening that MacBook. Um, talk to us about that. Yeah, it's it's the the one liner is in just over a year I replaced that sales executive income, but it wasn't that simple. Um, you we talk about it in the bio staring at an empty handle of Jim Beam whiskey. That wasn't the first time that it happened, and that wasn't the last time it would happen. And I had a lot of days during COVID where I'd look myself in the mirror and ask myself this question: like, who are you? Like, yeah. where are you going? Because I was moving up the corporate ladder. I was doing everything that I imagined I was supposed to do, what I was told I should do. And all of that was stripped from me during COVID when I was furloughed, I was let go. Um, what I didn't realize at the time is it was a blessing in disguise because uh, everything that I had done in my life was preparing me for this moment. I mean, I barely spoke the first 13 years of my life. The biggest time, the first time I officially spoke in public was at my bar mitzvah, a big ask. Jewish, big Jewish <laughs> ceremony. I'm crackling, I'm sweating buckets. Um, so I never imagined I'd be a podcaster, an entrepreneur, be speaking at something like the Find Your Leadership Summit. It's super cool to me. Um, but that love of learning, that curiosity, loving putting chips on the little guy. I was that little guy, that growth mindset. Um, I had started a podcast in 2016 in the music industry. I had developed marketing chops, kind of moving up the corporate ladder. So when that, you know, those moments looking in the mirror, wondering who the heck am I, 
I realized let's just step into the things I'm passionate about. I love to learn. I'm curious. I love podcasting. I've done it in music. Let's try it in business and built a local community following with a Rochester, New York from my hometown business show that has slowly grown into an international show that I guess is in the top 2%. Um, but I'm just so humbled to learn from brilliant people every day, every week, like yourself through podcasting. Yeah. I think that's what I love about podcasting and, um, you've been at it for a little bit longer than me and you've built this tremendous platform in this network how how has this allowed you to be more of an influencer than anything you've done before you know i forget who said it to be but they coined me the thought leader at bringing together thought leaders um <laughs> because when i got started i was utilizing podcasting to enhance my own intelligence and my own influence I was some nobody from Rochester, New York. I mean, no one really knew who I was. All my clients at my previous firm were Texas, California, a lot of people in Utah and Minnesota and um, not really Rochester. Mm -hmm. So I was a minnow in a sea of sameness. I was just any other marketer starting a business during COVID, um, and I had not ran a business mm -hmm. before. So I wasn't a thought leader. I wasn't a business guru. I was not a leader. I still had to find my leadership and I still had to find my confidence. I was not <laughs> confident. But what podcasting allowed me to do is surround me with the right kind of people that were able to take their years, in some cases, 10, 20, 30 years experience, scaling businesses to hundreds, millions, mm. huge businesses, I could sit down and learn from them mm -hmm. and they could take their 30 years experience and turn it into 60 seconds of lessons for me, which allowed me to gain a little more confidence, build my network while doing it. And most of my guests are not clients, but a lot of them are good friends. They're cheerleaders, they're peers. So mm -hmm. it would allow me to build a powerful network um, that I still don't see myself as an influencer <laughs> or a thought leader. I'm just an ordinary dude learning as we go and documenting the process as best as I can. And, you know, one of the things that impressed me so much with you, I think I was halfway through the amount of podcasts that I had done. And after our podcast ended, I always chit chat with the people, you know, it's to try to build those relationships and you take, the time to say, well, how can we work together? How can we, how can I help you? And I think that comes from your sense of people helped you in your start and you give back. And I was totally impressed with that. Yeah. No one, I hate, I, I don't say hate much, but I hate the whole pulled myself up from my bootstraps and gritted my way to success because I'm resilient. No, you didn't. People helped you every yeah. single step of the way. We all go through struggles. We can't accomplish anything, can't accomplish a sale, mm -hmm. can't accomplish a community, can't accomplish an audience. Nothing is done on our own. Mm -hmm. And every step of the way, someone helped me. And nowadays, I help other people as well. But I'm, I, I'll be honest, I think I'm helped more than I help. Mm 
<laughs> and it's my mission to help as many people as possible. But I'm also not afraid to ask for help, ask yeah. for advice, get in the corner with brilliant people, because I know that if I can learn and I don't have to follow their exact playbook, we're different mm -hmm. beings. But if I can extract the right wisdom from brilliant people and then serve as a bridge to share that wisdom to others, this is a life mission that will never end. Yeah. The other thing that I like about podcasting, I'd like to hear your thoughts on is mm -hmm. whenever I interview folks like yourself, I hear, you know, what you're doing. And sometimes it's a validation to help that. Uh, you know, imposter syndrome or whatever you might have that lack of self-confidence to say, oh crap, he believes that too. He understands that too. Maybe I'm okay in my path and my journey. Um, so talk about that a little bit and what have you experienced? Yeah. And I've thought of the whole empty handle of Jim Beam whiskey, like <laughs> as an example, it's just a, a metaphor for we all go through those yeah. tough times in our life. And I've thought about taking it out of the bio because it kind of defines my start, but doesn't entirely define who I am now. However, who I am now is nothing without the story that got me here. And I find yeah. that by sharing stories openly, vulnerably, authentically, but also sharing successes, mm -hmm. we give people permission to realize that it's okay. Yeah. We all have nosebleeds. I start almost every podcast episode. It all depends, but I'll read off a list. I had a, um, I had a, a Brendan Kane. He worked with Taylor Swift. He mm. worked with some of the largest influencers in the world. So I just word vomit CMT, MTV, Taylor Swift, all the people he worked with. And then I like to start the podcast with, well, you didn't just roll out of bed <laughs> and become Taylor Swift's marketing guy right yeah. what got you there mm -hmm. and let's talk about some of the hard times yeah and i love focusing on that story behind the story the hard times simply to give people permission to realize that most of us are just like you mm -hmm. in most cases the people i'm speaking to on my podcast i'm just like them they're just farther along Mm -hmm. they're just farther along they're not any different or better or more special than you yeah. They're just in some cases farther along in one category or another. And honestly, like we could get really microscopic. Everyone I meet is mm. farther along in some category. Yeah. We can learn something from everyone. So you talk about, you know, mistakes that, that people make along the way. And what, what were some of the, mistakes that you made, even though things are going great, what were some of the missteps you had that you had to do some course correction along the way? Every day there's a fail of some sort. <laughs> a lot of time, a lot of times it's technical. So the, when I started my Rochester, New York based podcast, I thought, mm -hmm. let's do a two week launch. We'll do Monday through Friday for two weeks, get some momentum. I gained a lot of momentum and I ended up doing a 22 day launch every November of 2020. We did an episode a day, Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. half of those episodes. Cause I recorded like all of them in two weeks. I have this same mixer that I started with. The mixer wasn't set up right. And I had this deep, like really <laughs> fake sounding voice. That's really bad. Um, 
And I had a cheat sheet of questions next to me. And I basically just went through the same questions every single time. And I didn't have confidence. I didn't have conviction. Wildly enough, no one seemed to care. They were just happy <laughs> for the opportunity. Here's the thing. You don't have to be perfect, but my mic was bad. I sounded bad. The video quality was bad. Still to this day, I'm, I'm working out of my guest bedroom. Mm -hmm. Just earlier today, I was in an office space. I'm looking, trying to rent a space so I can build like a podcasting studio. Mm -hmm. I'm in a guest bedroom with a green screen and it doesn't always work. I probably don't even look that professional. Sometimes I get foggy. Sometimes I disappear. No, you're, you're good. <laughs> but it's amazing because we all make mistakes and yeah. there's little errors that happen all the time. People lend you grace. Yeah. People lend you way more grace than you anticipate. I think Instagram and TikTok taught us that, that the ones that catch our attention are the ones that aren't perfect. You know, the, the ones that screw up because it holds our attention. We're, we're hungry to see what else is coming next. And sometimes that's the way our podcasts go. But, you know, I, I think that's what makes it I don't want my podcast to be something that you don't think that you could do because mm. my whole goal is, you know, this to me is a tremendous way to network and connect people. That's, I, I don't think of myself as uh, so much of an influencer as a connector. Yeah. And um, so who have you been able to connect with that has changed your trajectory over these past couple of three years hundreds of people mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing because it's everybody from a friend who's listens to the podcast that's now a referral partner that single-handedly like has brought in probably about fifty thousand dollars of gross mm -hmm. revenue just through referrals and he was a listener well before like that was just random person and then there's the people that I get to speak to from the podcast that you can't quantify with an ROI revenue metric, but sitting down two times with Hala Taha, Young and Profiting Podcast, she's number one in the education space. She taught me everything she knew about podcasting in the first conversation. She's also one of the largest influencers on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So now that she has a LinkedIn masterclass, she came on my show and basically gave us like a huge fraction of the masterclass for free uh, where I could ask her anything. And now she's a friend and a mentor. And just another example, um, Chris Van Vliet is a four-time Emmy award-winning um, interviewer. Mm -hmm. Not a ton of people know who he is, but he does the entertainment interviews, red carpet interviews, things like that. Mm -hmm. He has scenarios where he only gets one question or he has, um, they call them junket interviews where they get yeah. five to 10 minutes and he is different. It's not a long form scenario. He has to mm -hmm. come up with the perfect question and yeah. deliver and learning from people that are in my space. Again, 10 steps ahead of me. They're mm -hmm. not any better than me per se, but they are really far ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Learning from them is so humbling and mm -hmm. so fulfilling revenue aside. I could bring in no money from the podcast the opportunity to learn from these brilliant people is something that's irreplaceable. Yeah, that's what I I love. I I I don't mind going to networking meetings and meeting people in person, but I find that this 
is such a better way for me to network because I get 30 minutes at a minimum of your time, plus, you know, the before and after chit chatting that I get to really start to build that know, like, and trust with these people and see how you can collaborate and to help one another. And sometimes you only have like a couple minutes with somebody in an in-person situation or even some of the networking, uh, online networking, where you might be in a, a room, a Zoom room for five minutes. Um, so to me, podcasting is just such a gift. Yeah. And one thing we didn't touch on that I want to just put a exclamation point on because we were going to talk a little bit about like leveraging it for our own influence. Yeah. Hala Taha, Chris Van Bleet, we're not best friends, but we're on a first name basis now. Yeah. I've got testimonial and I can utilize their, I can utilize just being in their orbit yeah. to help market myself to more podcast guests, to more listeners and to more clients. I, I've heard this joke, I'm stealing it, but if you can't afford Tony Robbins, you might be able to afford the guy who trained with Tony Robbins. <laughs> and again, humbling myself, if you can't afford Halataha, maybe you can afford the person that trained with Halataha. Yeah. So getting around these people, just build your own personal brand and you can leverage that um, to grow your business as well. So just, you know, we have a few more minutes and I just wanted to talk a little bit um, earlier, Adam talked about podcasting and monetizing it. Um, so say I, I've been in, doing this now for a year and I want to start uh, monetizing it more besides PodMatch. So what, what, what should steps should a podcaster who's got a, a hundred or 200 podcasts under their belt, how should they approach doing monetization? You know, should they, I know some people charge like a subscription and some people have um, sponsors. What's your ideas on that? There's so, we could, we could talk about this for hours. It's an incredible question. Um, the way I did it and the, there's multiple ways. So I'm just going to focus on the way I did it. Cause it's the way I know. I monetize my business, the podcast in 99% of the time, there are podcasts that run ads and make a decent amount of money doing it that way. Some podcasts charge guests to come on. Yeah. It requires a pretty large audience to properly um, pitch an advertiser or a guest or so on and so forth. The best way is, is to niche down and mm -hmm. to monetize your business where 99% 90, 90, of podcasts will be a cost center. Mm -hmm. It's a marketing tool, but one, you're getting education as the host. Two, you're building your brand. Three, you're networking. Yeah. You're building your reputation. I could just kind of spitball all the nuanced things you mm -hmm. get out of it. You almost want to think, okay, this is going to be a cost center. It's a marketing mm -hmm. tool. Then you have to ask yourself questions. Does my podcast align with my target market as a business person? Yeah. If I'm just podcasting, do I have a service I can offer my audience? Um, one thing you're giving away freebies. If you have a service you can offer, offer a freebie to your podcast listeners, build your email list, 
build a community, have a high ticket product, and then a community product where people can come spend time with you or work with you at a high ticket level, we'd have to go really deep in building a product and program. But mm -hmm. the short answer is, I don't tell people to monetize the podcast. I tell people to invest in the podcast mm -hmm. and find a new lane to monetize and use that podcast as a marketing tool to monetize something else. And if your audience gets big enough, then worry about monetizing the podcast and, and do that a little bit more. Perfect. Such great information as I knew it would be. It is time now for you to talk about your free gift. So what free gift do you have for all of our listeners today? Yeah, it's um. so I have a marketing firm. We talked mostly about podcasting, but the free gift itself, if you go to balbertmarketing.com slash secret, so balbertmarketing.com slash secret, that's where I internally keep a running list of all my favorite marketing tools. Um, so rather than doing a ton of Google searches and getting lost in the sauce, um, <laughs> that list is there. And if there's anything on that list that intrigues you, send me a like a DM and ask me a question. But balbermarketing.com slash secret, you can have access to all my favorite marketing tools. Um, there's a long list of podcasting tools on that list, um, and you can get started any way you'd like. Great. That link is in the comments. Um, so go ahead and take Perfect. advantage, grab that. And you have a VIP gift? Yeah. So it's the same link, but one thing that's going to be required is if you book a time, we're going to verify that you're actually a VIP. If not, I mean, send me a DM. Maybe we'll, we'll I want to fit anybody in we can, mm -hmm. but specifically for VIPs on that link is a calendar for a 45 minute session. That's an ask me anything. I will never follow up if you don't want me to. This is not to bring you into a discovery call and pitch you anything. You can literally come with any question, any concern, any mm -hmm. comment. We'll go deep 45 minutes, um, and then we can either become friends or never talk again. But for <laughs> VIPs, I want to honestly, and I'm going to be, I, I don't say this often, but I book an hour for my 45 sessions, so you'll get an hour. But that's how to do it. You, you click the link, and then you click um, the, the calendar link. Fantastic. So it has been just so wonderful having you here. I hope if you haven't already upgraded to VIP that you do take care of that right now so you can take full advantage. And I will tell you, Ben can help you. So if you um, want to really take advantage of that 45 minutes or an hour, um, I would do so by upgrading to VIP. Um, we will be sharing with him that list so he knows who has upgraded. Thanks so much, Ben. And I hope to talk to you again some more um, on my podcast. We absolutely will. But not even on the podcast. We'll, yeah, we'll, we're going to continue to be friends. So. For sure. Awesome. All right. We have another great speaker coming up. I believe, though, we have a break right now. The dinner break is going on right now for a half an hour. So um, after the dinner break, you have yours truly to talk to you about. It's just a conversation. So we'll see you at 5.30, I believe it is. Let me look at my sheet here. Yeah, 5.30 for me. So have an enjoy it, a nice dinner break or afternoon break, and we'll see you at 5.30. Thanks so much.